Hello and welcome to Southern Middle Tennessee Today on WKOM and WKRM Radio, your hometown news broadcasting from Columbia, Tennessee. I'm your host, Tom Price. Today is Monday, August 21st, and we start with local news. A Colombian man was identified as the Marine killed during a live fire training event at Marine Corps Base Camp Pendleton in California. Joseph Whaley was in his fourth week of a 13-week basic reconnaissance course when he died Thursday during a nighttime live fire exercise at the sprawling base in San Diego County, the military said in a statement. Military officials did not immediately release the circumstances surrounding Whaley's death and said the investigation is ongoing. The military said it was providing support to Whaley's family and peers. Whaley graduated from Columbia Central High School in 2022, according to news reports. The storybook ending that so many wanted for Tradarius Goff in his coaching debut Friday night eluded Columbia Central. Despite outgoing, outgaining rather Marshall County, the Lions offense only ran five plays in the red zone and never reached the end zone in an eventual 16 to nothing defeat. I think our guys played hard and with a lot of effort. We just didn't execute on offense like we needed to, said Goff, the former two-way standout for Columbia Central, who took over the program in May following the unexpected resignation of Bobby Sharp after one season. Our defense played lights out. That's a great team with a lot of athletes, and we held them to 16 points, he said. Marshall County, in fact, went scoreless for most of the opening half before taking advantage of a couple of special teams plays. We knew what we needed to do offensively. We just couldn't make the plays, Goff said. Going forward, I expect us to make those plays, he said. Columbia Central travels Friday to Dixon County. As the 2023-24 school year gets underway, many area high schools will have extra funds on hand thanks to blood assurance. The Community Blood Center announced that through its Heroes Grant program, 53 high schools in Tennessee, Georgia, and Alabama will share a portion of $52,500, ranging from $500 to $2,000 each. In the Murray County area, Spring Hill High School received $1,000 and Mount Pleasant High School received $500. The recipients are schools that held blood drives with the nonprofit during the 2022-2023 academic year. The amount of money a school receives is based on several factors, including how many blood drives it hosted during the year and the number of blood units collected. After receiving the grants, administrators from each school will determine where the money should be allocated. Blood Assurance received approximately 15% of our blood from high school student donations. We know that those students are the future of blood donation, and we hope to educate and inform them of the vital need for blood, said Linda Heisey, Blood Assurance's Community Engagement and Development Administrator. The HEROES Grant Program is funded through proceeds from various events that take place throughout the year, such as golf tournaments and benefit concerts. Blood Assurance is incredibly thankful for all of the philanthropic support we've received from the community, said Heisey. Anyone attending one of these events understands the importance of seeing the leaders of tomorrow excel in school. Since its inception in late 2021, the HEROES Grant Program has raised nearly $102,000 for dozens of high schools. Students or staff interested in hosting a blood drive at their school this year should contact Kim Murphy at 423-356-4368 or by emailing kimmurphy at bloodassurance.org. 
The Columbia City Council approved at its August meeting additional funds for the Downtown Improvement Grant, which are not to exceed $400,000. The State of Tennessee Department of Economic and Community Development administers the grant program. Previously known as the Tennessee Facade Grant Program, the city received program funds in the 2019-2020 fiscal year. The additional funds will cover a second phase of the Facade Improvement Grant. Proceeds will be used for a 50-50 mix of downtown and facade projects. Improvements will include an installation of bump-out curbing in downtown, installation of new trash can recycling receptacles, and pedestrian wayfinding signage. The remaining 50% of funds will be granted to subrecipients using the criteria the city used in the 2019-2020 fiscal year. The city also authorized the application for the Healthy Choices Grant, with funds going towards a splash pad in Fairview Park, set to be named Blue Cross Healthy Place at Fairview Park. The grant is up to $850,000, with matching funds of $350,000 from the city. Parks and Recreation Director Mac Reagan said the grant is highly competitive. They give five or six a year, so we've asked the Development District staff to come forward and assist us with that process, Reagan said. With the city's budgeted amount included, Reagan said the grant will allow the project to be fully funded. With the dramatic increase in splash pads, we thought it would be a good idea to try to assist and gain monies where we could outside of our taxpayer funding, Reagan said. Not only that, it will allow us to increase and personalize the grant. Maybe we want to add something on the Duck River. We'll have 16 features from ground to high water features, he said. Roughly, you're looking at about a 40-year life expectancy in this. Although it seems like a lot of money, when you figure it out per year, it makes a lot of sense, he said. Reagan said a public meeting is scheduled in two weeks regarding the status of the project. The meeting will be held at the Dr. Krista Martin Community Center. Although they are in a much better position in terms of staffing than the last two years, Murray County schools are still looking to fill a number of positions. Their need of teachers, especially math and special education teachers, school nutrition associates, and bus drivers. If you don't have your CDL, training will be provided if you do not currently have your CDL license. For more information on job openings and how to apply, visit www.murrayk12.org. Join Murray Alliance and the Spring Hill Chamber of Commerce on Wednesday, August 30th for a Women in Business Lunch featuring executive leadership coach and consultant Chandra Jarrett. With a rich background in engineering spanning over 15 years in corporate America and over two decades in the not-for-profit sector, Chandra brings a unique blend of technical and humanitarian insights to the table. She has dedicated her career to helping individuals and teams unlock their untapped potential and discover their own unique leadership voice. Leveraging a range of tools, technology, assessments, and processes, Chandra helps improve communication, align visions, enhance execution, and boost organizational performance. Her passion lies in liberating leaders with a vision to empower them to liberate others. During this lunch event, Chandra will delve into the transformative Know Yourself to Lead Yourself tool designed to help attendees understand their inherent strengths, recognize areas of growth, and develop the skills to become effective leaders in respective fields. Join Murray Alliance at this exciting event to gain valuable insights and connect with like-minded women. Secure your spot today. Tickets are $20 and include lunch. Visit www.murrayalliance.com for more information. 
The Tennessee STEM Innovation Network, a public-private partnership between the Tennessee Department of Education and Battelle Education, announced last week the 2023-24 cohort of the Tennessee Rural STEM Collaborative, or TRSC, a year-long professional development opportunity for rural educators designed to share promising practices in STEM education, seek solutions to local education challenges, and encourage the development of a targeted STEM solution for each community or school represented. This year, 45 educators representing 30 counties across Tennessee were competitively selected for the collaborative, including Murray County Public Schools' Ansley Mattingly, Haley Humphreys, and Diamond Davis. All are educators at Columbia's Randolph Howell Elementary School. The TRSC program provides a framework for expanding STEM education across Tennessee's rural education communities through targeted capacity building, reduced teacher isolation, and increased collective impact. We are advancing STEM access and equity statewide, said Brandy Stroker, director of the Tennessee STEM Innovation Network. The TRSC was recently profiled in an Education Week white paper titled Expanding STEM Learning Opportunities in Rural Schools. That highlights several educator experiences and programmatic data. Within the collaborative, there are three regional cohorts that will map the STEM resources unique to the educational landscapes of West, Middle, and East Tennessee. The collaborative provides a stipend for teachers to engage with the program and implement a targeted STEM initiative within their own communities. For more information, visit www.tsin.org. As part of the Tennessee STEM Rural Collaborative, regional consultants were selected from the three major regions of the state to support each educator in their represented region. These consultants provide feedback, support, and resources to each cohort member. This year's regional consultants were Crystal Locke from Finley Elementary, Dyer County Schools, Lachelle Leonard from Smyrna Elementary, Rutherford County Schools, and Mendy Catlett from Ultua Elementary in Hamilton County Schools. The 10... The Tennessee STEM Innovation Network is a public-private collaborative between the Tennessee Department of Education and Battelle Education, emphasizing a kindergarten through jobs philosophy by promoting the teaching and learning of STEM education and integrating real-world and hands-on learning in K-12 public schools across Tennessee. Visit www.tsin.org for more information. The Columbia Mayor's Youth Council, or CMYC, applications for the 2023-24 school year are now open. The CMYC is open to all high school students located within Murray County, public, private, and homeschooled. The 2023-2024 term will begin in September of 2023 and conclude in May of 2024. Columbia Mayor Chaz Mulder stated, The Mayor's Youth Council was has quickly established itself as one of the more important initiatives we have at City Hall. Not only does it bring youth inside our buildings to learn about important city issues, but I've seen it firsthand plant a seed in these students of love and pride for their community. I look forward to welcoming the upcoming class and would encourage all high school students to apply for what promises to be our best year yet, he said. The CMYC's goal is to foster leadership and community involvement among Columbia's diverse high school population and to encourage students to become further interested in local government. The CMYC is composed of Murray County High School students who value academic excellence, community involvement, and leadership. Selected students will have an opportunity to actively participate in various activities and programs, including team building, working with the mayor and other city officials, addressing issues affecting youth in the community, leading and volunteering in community projects, and learning about city departments and local businesses. 
The CMYC members will be selected based on an application process that is made available to all Murray County High School students. The application process will close on August 25th. Applicants will be notified of acceptance by September 1st. CMYC meetings will be held monthly in addition to community and volunteer projects. CMYC applications can be found at www.columbiatn.com forward slash CMYC. Join the City of Columbia and Columbia Fire and Rescue as they conduct their annual 9-11 Memorial Ceremony located at Firefighters Park at 1000 South Garden Street at 8 a.m. on Monday, September 11th. Local leaders will honor the brave men and women of emergency services. The public is invited to attend. Columbia State Community College's Prior Art Gallery will feature the exhibition Anna Marie Pavlik, Traces of Our National Parks. The exhibition, which includes prints inspired by various national parks, will be open to the public until September 22nd. With the spirit of an explorer, Anna Marie spends time at our national parks, said Lisa Hoffman, Prior Art Gallery curator. Courageously venturing alone, either by foot or canoe, she sojourns with nature even at times when it is at odds with her. In one park, the staff had labeled her a lost artist when she was unable to paddle back to her campsite, and she had paddled dangerously close to Mexico all night, she said. Anna Marie Pavlik, a printmaker from Frankfort, Kentucky, will feature about 30 beautiful prints she created from her work as an artist in residence at various national parks. She has a bachelor's degree in both mechanical engineering and studio arts and holds a patent for a wire gripping device from her time at 3M Corporation. Pavlik became involved with art and joined Flatbed Press in Austin, Texas. Through intricate printmaking, she addresses her concern for the survival of natural areas and humanity's relationship to the natural environment. Pavlik has been featured in various exhibitions, public collections, and publications, as well as holds affiliations with more than 10 galleries. Growing concern for the survival of natural areas and the need I perceive in people to understand the relationship to the environment have encouraged me to work with nature-related themes, Pavlik stated in her statement. My images are focused on revealing and presenting how nature has functioned. I extract the concepts which I visually explore from my observations of natural sites, science publications, and maps. By creating these works, I hope to direct the viewer's attention to the irreplaceable value, sublime beauty, and mystery found within our natural environment, she said. The exhibition is free and open to the public. The Prior Art Gallery is in the Wayman L. Hickman Building on the Columbia campus, located at 1665 Hampshire Pike, and is open Monday through Thursday, 8 a.m. to 7 p.m., and Friday, 8 a.m. to 4 p.m. The opening reception, which is also free and open to the public, will be on August 31st from 5 to 7 p.m. Pavlik will be in attendance as a special guest and speaker at the reception. For additional information about this exhibition, please visit www.columbiastate.edu forward slash prior art gallery. The Murray County Fair will return on Thursday, August 31st and run until Monday, September 4th. All the family fun and entertainment you love will soon be back. This year, the fair festivities begins with a rodeo taking place on Thursday of Fair Week. Several other popular events will be happening like the junk car jump and run and the Saturday motocross races. In addition to the back arena fun, all your favorite animal shows and exhibitor competitions are back this year too. The Kids Zone will be a variety of live exotic animals and science shows that will amaze kids of every age. For more on the fair and updates, visit www.murraycountyfair.com.
Columbia State Community College will host virtual and in-person Tennessee Reconnect information sessions during the month during the month of August. Tennessee Reconnect is a last-dollar scholarship that provides free tuition for adults to attend a community college. The initiative is designed to help adults enter college to gain new skills, advance in the workplace, and fulfill lifelong dreams of completing a degree or credential. We're thankful to be able to provide the local community with easy access to information about Tennessee Reconnect by hosting information sessions, said Joni Allison, Columbia State Coordinator of Adult Student Services. Tennessee Reconnect provides a wonderful opportunity for eligible adults to retool their skills and attend Columbia State tuition-free, she said. To be eligible for Tennessee Reconnect, students must not have already earned an associate or bachelor's degree, have been a Tennessee resident for at least a year, have completed the free application for federal student aid and be determined as an independent student, be admitted to Columbia State and enroll in a degree or certificate program, and must attend at least part-time, meaning at least six credit hours. To view the full list of steps to apply or to sign up for an information session, please visit www.columbiastate.edu forward slash reconnect. The next session will take place this evening, August 21st, from 6 to 7 p.m. And now, your hometown memorials, sponsored by Oaks and Nichols Funeral Home. James Timothy Timmy Bradford, 54, son of the late Felix and Bertha Bradford, died Wednesday at his residence in the Hampshire community. Funeral services for Timmy will be conducted on Monday at 10 a.m. at Oaks and Nichols Funeral Home. Burial will follow in Polk Memorial Gardens. Mr. Gerald Rolf Martin, 93, retired from Monsanto, died Friday, August 18th at Murray Regional Medical Center. Funeral services will be conducted on Wednesday at 1 p.m. at Riverside United Methodist Church. The family will visit with friends on Tuesday from 4 p.m. until 7 p.m. at Oaks and Nichols. Burial will follow at Polk Memorial Gardens. Mr. Roger Anthony Riddle, 67, retired sales manager with Service Partners, died Saturday, August 19th at Murray Regional Medical Center. Funeral services will be Friday at 1 p.m. at Graymere Church of Christ. Burial will follow at Polk Memorial Gardens. The family will visit with friends on Thursday from 3 p.m. to 7 p.m. at Graymere Church of Christ. Hometown Memorials is sponsored by Oaks and Nichols Funeral Home serving with dignity and consideration for over 150 years. As years go by, people may tend to forget just what a funeral is really all about. At Oaks and Nichols, we believe it's first and always a special remembrance of someone you love. We start by listening to your needs and desires. If you're unsure, we can help gently, professionally. At Oaks and Nichols Funeral Directors, we haven't lost sight of why we're here to serve Murray County families in the ways they prefer, and why Matt and Susie Sowell believe the way to honor tradition is with especially personal service. We believe your traditions, your customs, your rites of passage are very important, but we also believe in taking care of your personal wishes as well. At Oaks and Nichols, we try to do more than just the expected things, so the service you receive honors your heritage and is uniquely yours, and we invite you to experience the difference. Oaks and Nichols Funeral Directors, 320 West 7th Street in Columbia. Since 1856, people you can rely on. For your southern middle Tennessee weather, we will have mostly sunny skies today with a few passing clouds coming in later. The high will be 93 degrees with light and variable winds. Tonight, we can expect some clouds and a low of 72. 
Let's take a break. When we come back, we'll cover state and national news that affect you. You're listening to Southern Middle Tennessee Today. Family first. (laughs) My dad used to tell us that all the time. But family first wasn't just something he'd say to us. It was how he lived every day of his life. And it's how I try to live mine, too. At Shelter Insurance, our agents are dedicated to helping provide personalized auto, home, and life protection that puts your family first. For auto, home, life, or business insurance, see Shelter Agent Tommy Hyde Jr. at 388-2009. Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole barn. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. 931-309-1644. For 40 years, the Jewelers Bench has worked hard for their customers and provided the highest quality jewelry at the best price. They keep going back. Recent renovations have allowed them to expand their inventory. More high-quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. They also buy gold. The Jewelers Bench, still here, still great service. 808 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard, so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter, like the drywall that somehow isn't. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, built to a higher standard. Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American Standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. Tint on Wheels is changing their Columbia location. You can now visit us at 406 South James Campbell Boulevard, the same window tinting you've trusted for over 30 years on all types of windows, car, business, or residential. We now offer accessories to elevate your ride. It's only getting bigger and better. With three locations, Columbia, Lewisburg, and Lawrenceburg, we do our best for you. Summer's coming. Let's get you ready. Call 931-619-TINT today. This is Bob Kessling with Pat Ryan. It's a beautiful day for digging. The backhoe operator has the engine running and is moving into position. He's heading for the ground. He's in there. Wait, there's a flag on the play. Let's get out of the field for the call from our official. Illegal procedure on the digging team. Oh, that penalty could cause a costly accident. That's right, Bob. He needs to call before he digs. There's underground utility lines that could be hiding just below the surface. Water, sewer, electrical, communication lines, and even natural gas. Avoid a penalty by first calling 811 to have any underground public utility lines located and marked with flags or paint. It's free, it's easy, and it's the law. For more tips, visit pipesafety.org. This message brought to you by the Tennessee Association of Broadcasters and the Tennessee Gas Association, funded in part by a grant from the Underground Utility Damage Enforcement Board. Welcome back to Southern Middle Tennessee Today on WKOM 101.7 and WKRM 103.7, your hometown source for news and information. I'm Tom Price. And now news from around the state. 
The victims of the 2016 Gatlinburg wildfires scored a major win August 17th in their federal lawsuit against the National Park Service when a federal appellate panel unanimously overruled a district judge who dismissed the suit over what amounted to a paperwork error. This decision means the lawsuit can move forward. U.S. District Judge Ronnie Greer ruled last year the families failed in court documents to include core assertions that are required to proceed with the lawsuit. In layman's terms, Greer tossed the lawsuit over wording in the files. While the lawsuit over the handling of the wildfire by the National Park Service dragged on for years, it didn't get very far in the courts. There's been no discovery. Officials have not been interviewed under oath. No one has had to answer for what went wrong that deadly Thanksgiving weekend. All three judges on the panel ruled in the favor of the victims on the ruling released August 17th. In the simplest terms, the decision doesn't guarantee anything other than the lawsuit will continue. The discovery process comes next, which could include having park and government officials give depositions under oath. Both sides will have a chance to file for summary judgment to potentially quicken the lawsuit. If those are denied, the case would likely go to trial. Two top candidates for president in 2024 are turning to Nashville to raise money. Former Vice President Mike Pence held a fundraiser in Nashville last week, Politico's Natalie Allison reported. The event was reportedly at the home of Chip Saltzman, Pence's campaign chair and a longtime Tennessee political operative. Pence is lagging behind other Republican presidential hopefuls, both in fundraising and polling. Former President Donald Trump, seeking a return to the White House, is also planning a Nashville fundraiser. The Tennessee Journal reported that Trump, leading the GOP nomination fight by a wide margin, will hold an event Thursday at a downtown Nashville hotel. Details are limited, but Tennessee Senator Marsha Blackburn and Bill Haggerty are expected to attend. Senators Blackburn and Haggerty were among the top Tennessee Republicans who backed Trump after he visited Nashville in April. Let's take one last break. When we come back, we'll cover the final story of the day. You're listening to Southern Middle Tennessee Today. Hey, this is Derek Ransom with Ten Pin Alley, voted number one family entertainment center in Murray County. We offer 32 bowling lanes, giant arcade, laser tag, bumper cars, and a full cafe and bar menu. We also specialize in group events, kids and adult birthday parties, company parties, sports team parties, and holiday parties. We're located at 322 East James Campbell Boulevard in Columbia. Call us today at 931-381-BOWL or visit us at 10pin.com. Ten Pin Alley, it's where the good times roll. Turner and Osborne Tire Company, 1016 South Main Street in Columbia. Give them a call at 931-388-6822. They've been doing business since 1947 and in their current location since 1964. They provide the best tire and mechanical work at some of the best prices in Middle Tennessee. Hey, they're official Michelin and Goodyear dealers, and they've got all kinds of brands as well. Stop by and see Walker Vining and his professional staff or check them out online at turnerandosborne.com. That's turnerandosborne.com. Welcome back to Southern Middle Tennessee Today, and now our final story. CMA and ACM award-winning artist Sarah Evans was invited to become a member of the Grand Ole Opry by the Opry's longest-serving member, Country Music Hall of Famer Bill Anderson. The pair were joined by Opry members Lady A and Carly Pierce. Evans was surprised on stage during her sold-out concert at the Ryman Auditorium, celebrating the release of Sarah Evans' Still Restless, the 20-Year Celebration, which commemorates the 20th anniversary of her platinum-selling ACM-nominated album, Restless, released in August of 2003. 
Following an Evans-Pierce collaboration on Suds in the Bucket, Pierce introduced Lady A to present a platinum plaque for the song. Immediately after that surprise presentation, Lady A's Hillary Scott welcomed Anderson to the stage. Anderson took the stage and recalled how he had gone to see Sarah perform in a small warehouse showcase before her first album was released because she had included his song, Walk Out Backwards, in her project. It's a long way from that warehouse to selling out the Ryman, Anderson said. He went on to say he had two questions for her, beginning by jokingly asking if she would sing Walk Out Backwards. Evans didn't miss a beat, immediately kicking into an a cappella version of the tune. As she finished, Anderson asked his second question. The second question is for me and Lady A, Carly, and a bunch of other people. Would you like to become a member of the Grand Ole Opry? Evans acknowledged she'd hoped for Opry membership for many years and tearfully accepted. Thanking her mom and the audience for pushing her and her siblings to perform as they were all growing up, Evans said to the crowd, God is so good. Evans will be inducted into the Opry on Saturday, October 7th, as part of the Opry's 98th birthday weekend. Birthday weekend shows and packages are still available. Visit www.opry.com for more information. That's all for this edition of Southern Middle Tennessee Today on WKOM WKRM Radio. I'll be back tomorrow to update you with the latest news. I'm Tom Price. Thanks for listening. Be safe and have a great day.